Splits with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, hello, hello, hello. It's Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Segment number two on Steelers Nation Radio inside this Steelers Blitz, which is always a glorious place to be. And, uh, you know. Sometimes we like to take a little bit longer of an intermission because that's just how we do. <laughs> we're just trying to track down our guests, you know? Well, well, that too, that too. But you ever know how technology is going to work. And right now, <laughs> technology is looking a little uh, wacky. Janky. It happens like that at time to time. Janky. But either way, the show hey. must go on. I believe that's what they say. So I mean, because they we'll say there's just... no business like showbiz. This is what happens when you got a live show. You know, if we, if we were pre-recorded, we wouldn't be dealing with this type of stuff. Ain't but that it is live. And when it is live, you just got to roll with the punches. You got to roll with the punches. Got to roll with them, baby. And that's what we shall do. Hey, yeah, I guess you'll just have to deal with more of you and I talking to each other. Hey, man, I think we can make that thing work. <laughs> but um, where we had left off it, we were uh, talking about, obviously, the ESPN mock draft. I'm not going to lie. I see something flashing on the screen. I'm not sure if that's a phone call or not, bro. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but like I said, it's technology because then it disappeared. I can't make this up. It's crazy. That's weird. Well, now see, because that didn't have any caller ID on it, mm-hmm. and if it's TG calling us, it should say, you know, it should say his name. He literally just said, "I just called back." Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'll tell him to try one more time. We're waiting. <sighs> We're waiting right now, TG. Come on, come on, baby. We're doing it live. We're gonna see, man. This had happens when it's live, baby. This is a real peek behind the uh, the curtain for everybody here. You know, we huh? try to allow you guys to understand the full transparency of what takes place <laughs> while we do these shows. That's just the reality of it. All right. So here we go. Moment of truth. You know when you send that text, like, yo, I called back, I called you back, I called back, I called you back. Send the text. Like, we got that going on right now. A lot of drama and suspense being built up. you go. All right, no, I'll go. No, you sure? No, you go. All right. No, no, well, now I'll go. You sure? Well, maybe, hold on, you go first. Tech, nah, low, G. Where is he? Where is he? Tech, nah, low, chi. Because it's kind of like a TG in technology. Because you hear the T and you hear the G. <laughs> you know, this is why we got to go big time, Arthur Motes. So we can like, hire a producer other than this jabroni West who I produces say, I don't know who this, Who's the producer here, man? Who is this guy? Where'd you get him at? Because, you know, normally a, a normal producer would just be able to be on the phones right now. But This is very true. Obviously, that's difficult to do when you and I are sitting next to each other in the same stadium. But either way, we will make it work. So. Back to the mock draft. I'm looking because I'm seeing the three. You know when you got the iPhone? Yeah, well, and it's like I see the three uh, dots. Yes. And now it's saying that it went to a voicemail. I couldn't tell you what voicemail that is. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho. <sighs> Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the most patient guy. I'm going to move on to the next segment type of guy. Okay. And we can always spin the block and come back to this situation could, later we on. We could. We could. I think I'm going to go that route. You, ju- you tell me you, what you, you want to do. You know? I can try ringing one, one yeah, more time yeah. here, but. You, you go for the ring. And after that, I'm going to just go to the next segment because that's something that I'm working on that I'm still uh, oh, not all the way there with just you, yet. I, I see what you're doing. They say, hey, you here, need to man. have more patience in situations when technology doesn't cooperate. And my patience is forget about it. We'll just go on to the next thing, throw that situation in the trash. <laughs> hold, hold on. <laughs> tell you, man, I spent 30 days. They were teaching me that. 
You gotta relax. It's doing this. Why? You gotta chill. When I call him back, wait. Ha ha! TG, you got us. Can, can you hear us? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hear ye. Hear there ye. we go. I mean, look Ladies at, and gentlemen, technology. Look at that. It has cooperated with us. <laughs> thank you to the technology gods out there, wherever y'all are located at. Thank you. Thank you. What up, TG? What's up? My people, my people. Man, let's I'm go. Always, I always get so excited to talk to y'all, Come on, man. You know we always get hyped to talk to you first off, Locker, mate. You know anytime the Dub V, you homie in the building, he gets mm. hyped as well because he's like, yo, that's that guy. That's Terrence Garvin, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, some, some breaking news across the uh, the line here, gentlemen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, here we go. Did you see that? Did you see that? We <laughs> he's landed already on five. We landed on five star this morning. Five-star star quarterback, a JT, Dan. Six-star six quarterback. Oh, my gosh. Not a five-star, oh quarter. The savior of the program has arrived. <laughs> Y'all are too and much right as now. If, <laughs> as if it couldn't get any better, just about 10 Bro. minutes ten minutes ago here, the athletic departments at WVU and Pitt announcing four-year extension to the Backyard Brawl series. Oh, let's go. So they're now booked to Country play for the next eight, eight years. WVU and Pitt are booked to play now in a row at minimum. Let's, let's go. go. Let's the game go. should be played every year. You know, it's on the same level as the Rose Bowl. It's mm-hmm. on the same level as, you know, like I'm just thinking of great rivalries, but it's on that level. It should yeah. be played every year. You know, it's just. It's one of those. You know what I mean? Oklahoma, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State is going to play every year. Like, Bama, Auburn. Pitt. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go, Bama, man. Auburn. That's going to happen every year. Like, yeah. West Virginia Pitt should be an every year thing. That's just one of those things. Like, it should be every year. No, I definitely you know? like that. And the fact that both programs are, you know, getting back to where they're supposed to be. Mm. That, that's the other part that I like because nobody wants to watch it when it's like, oh, man, who, who's nice, who's not nice. It's like, no, we're getting a little buzz around, you know, hell to pit. But we're getting a lot of buzz around. Go ears. So I'm kind of liking this yeah. situation here, man. This is a good, good vibe right you here, man. You buzzing over there, Arthur Moses. That's what you're man. saying. Man. You know, uh, it, we, it, watch, we, we, we sit back and watch JMU versus Towson. It, facts. Like, facts. You could get us a, a, a five-star matchup in West Virginia Pitt. Need like, that, know. man. Need mm-hmm. that, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> but, T, man, um, first, man, obviously, I uh, wanted to start off on a little bit of a – you know, not so positive note, but um, we did have the passing of Dwayne Haskins over the weekend, man. Um, obviously, right. him being a part of that Steelers family, you being a part of that Steelers family, just wanted to give you a chance to, you know, share your thoughts on, you know, that situation, the passing of him, and, you know, just how you've handled loss before as well, man, as a professional. Man, uh, it's tough. Like, that's one of them things that's just, it's no, it's no, it's no good I don't want to say positive because, I mean, his life is a positive, but just yeah. the whole situation is just a tough situation, especially him being down there, you know what I mean, with mm-hmm. the team and everything. I can only imagine, like, with the other teammates, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you you just was down there getting working, and then you hear something like that. So it's just it's a sad situation. We, um, we had the same agent, mm. and my agent was super excited about – when he first signed him, I remember I gave him a lot of feedback, like thinking that was a good signing. So yeah. it's like, it's just, it's tough. I haven't personally met him, but I, everything I see about him, you know what I mean? He's always smiling. He's mm-hmm. like a good person. You know what I mean? He brought good energy to 
everywhere he was at. So it's like you can just see his impact, you know what I mean, just all yeah. around the world. And being 24, having such an impact, you can tell he's a good person. So it's like, it's tough. It's a sad situation. Yeah. You know, prayers to his family, everybody that was, you know, a, a piece of him, whether you were a friend, a family member, his brother, you know what I mean, his cousin, mm-hmm. anything. It's just it's a tough situation. No, without a doubt, man. Yeah, only 24 years old. That's a sad one. That's one that's certainly going to linger. Uh, TG, there was a lot of people upset how – you know, some in the national media handled the the tragic passing of Dwayne Haskins. There was a lot of criticism at, at Adam Schefter and Gil Brandt for the way that they, you know, some of the things they said on 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 air, some of the things that they tweeted. When, when those type of things happen, you know, this is something Moats and I discussed on on Monday as well too. Do you think it's best that everyone kind of calls them out and and holds their feet to the fire on these things? Or should it be something that we ignore and kind of just try and, and take their voice uh, away, if that makes sense? How, how do you think we should go about these, you know, in tragic moments where where people step over the line or don't handle certain things with the proper sensitivity? What's the best way to handle that? Uh, see, and I don't think there's a right or wrong or best way to handle it. I think, I mean, they're both situations like the Adam Schefter. I don't think that was just intentional. I just think that's how he delivers his speech. And it's like, as crazy it is to say, like, they do, athletes are valued as, you know what I mean, like objects, mm-hmm. you know. I always say it's almost like you're a car, you're a vehicle. Like, you know, you're old at when you're the 2014, you know what I mean? The 2022 is the new model. But it's like these people are people, you know, and situations like that bring out the, like, the true person of the situation in the sense of like that is a person you know what I mean that's somebody's brother that's somebody's family so it's like it, it, it's tough to just say do we just silence these people I, I I thought the Gil situation was a little bit more blunt I thought that was a little bit more he came out and just said that while I felt like the Adam Schaefer situation was negative but I felt like he was just trying to relay a, a story mm. you know so I thought they both came out a little bit inhumane, but it's hard to just say, do we just silence somebody? Like, do we just not use them for what I guess their purpose is? But then at the same time, it's like, you, you don't want anybody just to be able to say anything. But yeah. it's like, I mean, we see this a lot. Like this is the criticism of radio and talk radio and just different podcasts is that your voice is open. Like, and that, that comes with a positive and a negative. So it's like for the positive that I guess you could say you get from Adam Schaefer to getting the new news and getting the information, something like this is just such a negative that it's like, yeah, you're you're upset. You you know, you look for an apology. You look for different things to be done. But it's hard to just say, do we just silence these people for the job that they do? You know, that's tough. Now, without a doubt, Especially when it's a miscommunication. I don't want to say miscommunication, but. I just don't think he meant malice in the way that he brought, the way that he presented the whole thing. I don't think he just was presenting to be, like, malicious. That wasn't what his intent was. Yeah, and I definitely agree with you, too, in that sentiment of separating the two. Gil Brandt, what he was communicating was very different in my feelings as well compared to what Adam Schefter was trying to communicate. But being a guy that has been in the spotlight, man, being a guy that has really developed during, you know, the social media era in terms of a professional athlete, how have you handled or how did you handle, you know, the negative criticism, the the 
haters in a sense that we do have to experience as professional athletes where we do at times feel less than a human. You know, how how, how yeah. were you able to overcome those situations? I really think that's the being a pro. I think that's the hardest part. You know, they say you either uh, or die a hero or live to be a villain. It's kind of like I always took it as the same people who's cheering for you will boo you. So it's like you kind of got to have a nice even kill of like, not getting too high, getting too low on what everybody's saying. Mm. And I think that was kind of a big thing for Haskins, like, that I've always seen and just heard about with him, like, just kind of getting out of what everybody think about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of the big thing with – that's one of the big things about being an athlete, especially a pro. Like, you're giving these 23, 24, 25-year-olds all this, this glory and fame, but at the same time, you know, these are people. You know, it's a human being, and it's like it makes mistakes. It, it goes through ups and downs. You don't really know what people are going through, the mental and emotional state in their in in, in their life. So it's like it's it's tough. It's a, it's a tough balance. I think that's one of the the strengths in being a really good professional is being able to kind of push that aside. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Being able to kind of weather what you want to hear, what you need to hear, what's important and what's not important, or whose voices are important. And not important because, like, like you said, we live where everybody has an opinion. Everybody can say what they want to say or just what they feel. Or like, we're in a world where everybody has a platform, yeah. or Twitter, or Instagram, or just a podcast, or just some form to just be able to say what they need to say. And like, you're not always gonna agree with what people have to say. Like, I think that's what makes these talk radios talk radios. You know, that's what makes that's what gives it its stir too because it's you got opinions on both sides of the fence, you know, i.e. a Skip and Shannon, like those are complete opposite (laughs) sides of the fence. Very true. It says, you know, people want to hear that. People want to see what, let me see what Shannon's going to say, or let me see what Skip's going to say, or let me see what Moses is going to say, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a blessing and a curse. It's just, I think it's our, it's our world. You know what I mean? This Mm -hmm. is 2022 athletics. Like you kind of, kind of, it comes with, our world a little bit you know yeah no absolutely tg what would you say then because you know, listen the, the three of us you know yourself moats and i we're not old guys but we're not young uh, we're, we're not young anymore hey, hey, hey speak for yourself man I'm, I'm young come on man there's there's yeah. there's certainly uh you know the, this next generation of, of athletes who are in their young 20s are are not drastically but they're they're different than than even we are you know just just now a decade or so later what would your was it is crazy how fast it happens yeah cuz to you over 30 so you oh i'm throwing it out there you yeah, you oh i'm young all you three old of though. us all three of us are over 30 here gentlemen so yeah, we're, part of the club. We're, we're not we're not old but again we're not young anymore and there is a difference even even if it's 7 8 9 10 years between this this next generation of athletes and in the three of us it, i don't know though if it's just as simple tg as being able to say to these guys ah well Stay off social media, right? Stay off Twitter. Don't listen to what anybody says on Instagram. It's it's all just, you know, just internet noise. None of that's for real. None of those people would say those things to your face. None of those people right. would treat you that way in person. Is it just as simple as that, though? Like, what would your advice, you know, to, to some of these younger athletes be in terms of how to, you know, just focusing on the things that matter, their family, right. their friends, and, and what they're trying to accomplish? It's not that so. I mean, that's the internal noise. That's your internal community kind of has to help you with that. 
Because, I mean, it's not that simple, you know. Or, like Nick Saban, what do you call it, rap poison? Yeah. Like, <laughs> everybody got their different things for it. But it's a part of our world. Like, it's a part of our community. So whether it's simple or difficult or however you want to go about it, it's kind of, it is. It's something you have to master, yeah. you know. Like, you can, you can say, like, a juju. I've seen a juju excel with it and make a ton of money with it, but then at the same time get completely scrutinized by mm-hmm. it. So it's kind of like, it's just a matter of how you're doing it and like how you want to attack the situation. Cause you can make a lot of money doing it as well though. You can make a lot of money being social media strong, whether it's you're engaging with your fans or you're on like a, a cameo or a different site to, you know, get paid from your fans. But at the same time, your fans or these people can really just say anything they want to say. You know, I think, um, I think one of the people, Antonio Brown, he's one of the main people. He's just in the media, you know? And one thing you can kind of see with him is like, whether it's positive, negative, uh, accepted positive or something negatively, he's going to do what he wants to do, or he's going to be who he wants to be. And I think it's finding that medium ground of, being who you want to be. I think one of the big things with Juju, even going to the Chiefs was, are you going to be on TikTok? And it's like, it's almost like on one end, <laughs> it shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? Because yeah, you're seriously. going there to play football. Like, who cares what you do? You're a kid. But then on another end, it's like, it's our world now. You have to answer these questions of, you know, like, are you going to be loud? Are we going to be able to, you know, like, how are you going to act outside of, the sport and I think that's our world now you know what I mean like I said like Mm -hmm. social media is such a it's such a big thing in our society that it's part of the athlete you know like we've seen a Larry Tunzel dropping the draft over social media you know what I mean we've seen we've just seen all types of different stories from the social media that it's kind of like it's a blessing and a curse you know you just got to find your way to master it the best you can and you got to know what's real and what's not yeah. what can break you you know what i mean you just got to know who you are like it's really just knowing who you are as the athlete and i think that's so much stronger in our world nowadays knowing who you are who you are as the athlete you know yeah without a doubt on the phone with uh terrence garvin former pittsburgh Steeler, TG. former west virginia mountaineer yeah. Now, you know how it is, locker man. You know how we run. You know how we do. Now, you know, we've been talking a little bit about, you know, these younger guys and how they're having to, you know, deal with the social media element of it. But um, these guys that we're going to be talking about now uh, are very much in that conversation because the Steelers have been bringing in some quarterbacks for visits uh, over the past two weeks. And they are very much in the spotlight, some of them more so on social media than others. But I just wanted to get your thoughts on some of these QB prospects that we are, uh, in terms of the Pittsburgh Steelers, entertaining over the past couple of weeks. Uh, Obviously, Matt Corral, the quarterback out of Ole Miss, he um, is scheduled to visit tomorrow. Uh, Carson Strong, the quarterback from Nevada, is actually in town in Pittsburgh today. Uh, Malik Willis is scheduled to come through a little bit later also. But the Steelers have already hosted guys like Sam Howe, quarterback out of UNC, Desmond Ritter, um, Kenny Pickett. You know, that's a West, that, that, that's West boy right there. Uh, he loved him some Kenny Pickett. And then even uh, Chris Oladukong, uh, the quarterback out of South Dakota State University. Just wanted to get your thoughts. That's thought- the one that broke the record. Yeah, dude. yeah. So, so yeah, just trying to get your 
thoughts on, on some of those guys, man, how you rank them. Um, if any of those names intrigue you a little bit more than others, potentially for the Steelers to select in this year's draft. I mean, come on. Now we know the big fish seems like it's Malik Willis. So mm. It like, seems like the, the star of the draft. You yeah. Know? The, um, what's the Cincinnati guy's name? Ritter? Uh, yeah, Ritter? Desmond Ritter. Yep. Yeah, he seems like he's getting hot lately. Like, it seems like his name's starting to pick up a little bit in the draft. Um, I'm not a super Kenny Pickett fan, personally. But <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Me either, TG. Oh. <laughs> Tell him how you really feel. <laughs> I'm just personally not a Kenny Pickett fanatic. But I think Kenny's like, I just see Kenny going to the right system. Like, I yeah. see him going somewhere, you know, play, like, I don't know if Pittsburgh's where he'll completely, completely fit. Mm. But I think he'll be a good quarterback in the league. I think he's one of them, like, he's going to he's gonna work in the league. I would love to see Malik Willis come to Pittsburgh. Though. Yeah. I just think it's the, the combination just kind of works, you know, mm-hmm. from the way he plays, from his arm style, from who he is culturally. I just think it kind of works right now. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, with Malik. Obviously, he was a guy that, you know, had been mocked to the Steelers a lot this offseason, but now he is catching fire in terms of moving up draft boards. I mean, some of these mocks have him going as early as the second pick overall, and that's the only concern. I'm just like, man, I don't see us moving up to the top ten or top five. It's that Jets pick for me. Mm. And I know it sounds crazy. I know they drafted one. But I think we're in a business where you're just always looking for your guy. You I mean, know? they moved on from Sam Darnold, you know, while he still had, what, two two years remaining on his deal. And obviously he you was know? a first-round pick in his own right. So it's like I just think we're in a world where I don't think you're safe until you're safe. Mm. You know? So I mean, you're I'm, right. I'm interested. I'm interested in that Jets pick. Like, I see them out here shopping for a receiver real, real hard. I could just see them springing in something, you know, that they might feel more comfortable with. I could yeah. see them packing up, packing up Kyle Wilson and something, going to get them one of these elite quarterbacks or elite receivers, like a Debo Samuel mm. or DK Metcalf. Okay. And then coming in the draft and grabbing something super early, you know? Mm. So, I like the thought process, man. I definitely like that. Hey. And it's not it's far fetched. So yeah, it's definitely not, not far fetched. We've seen we've seen that happen, right? In terms of Josh Rosen, it was the tenth overall right. selection. They moved him a year later for Kyler Murray. So you definitely see a president of this already happening before. I mean, you just got to look at it like we're in such a market where you need a quarterback. Like I don't, I think I read something where somebody said you don't have to have an elite quarterback to win. You got to have that guy you're looking for, yeah. that guy you trust. A guy that's your guy in there. Not nah, without a team. doubt, man. It just seems like it don't work without it. So, you know, if they fall more in love with one of these guys than the guy they haven't built, I could see something happening. Now, nah, without a doubt, man. Well, TG, man, as we always do, man, we greatly appreciate you taking time out to jump on the show yes, with sir. us, man. We definitely got to keep My doing God. this thing, man. The vibe is always there, baby. We singing Country Roads week one. Yeah. Yes, right there he is. Tell him how you really Thank feel. You. I like it. <laughs> My dog, man. We'll talk to you later, baby. Thanks, TG. Let's go.
He's putting his mark down, man. I, that's how you know y'all you guys are for real, for real. Before we can even say what up, T, he's like, yo, we got big news. He just hit. Not a five star. He's a six star. We here, baby. It's time. I said, oh, I love this energy. Let's go. Let's go. It's, it's my man West light up in the building like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you, that's when you know you're psychotic, and TG and I are in that same boat. Yeah. I mean, listen, I don't want to speak for TG, but I got to imagine, like me, his knowledge of JT Daniels, you know, before this afternoon was probably, oh, yeah, highly rated quarterback out of Georgia. Yeah. Like, I don't, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think TG sat there and dissected hours of film on Jay. Right. But we're about like, yeah, here we go. There's our guy. Yeah, we're back. Let's six go. Six star quarterback. Here Take we go. Right, we're going to win the Big 12. All right, let's move. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is funny right there, man. I love it. Love it, love it, man. But um, we are going to go to break here. When we come back, man, we are going to finish up reacting to this uh, mock draft from ESPN uh, analyst Jordan Reed. Oh, yeah. Then after that, we will be talking about our top five favorite basketball movies of all time oh. because it was the 30th anniversary, 30th year anniversary to one of me and you. Our favorite sports movies in the turn in the uh, in, in the meaning of white man can't jump. First, so first inside joke on this show. No, seriously, like four years man. Ago. Absolutely, man. So we're definitely gonna have to react to that. But uh, make sure you get your comments. Make sure you get your thoughts and concerns in, and also your top five basketball movies list. Because when we come back from break, we will be reacting to that. Best way to do it is on the Twitter.com at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler. Da Goodhead. And this is Motes and Euler on Steelers Nation Radio.